0: Team, family, squadron. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. We're here with extremely handsome, hard-hitting sophomore, Golden Door winner, Hudson Ashcraft. He's got hot bars. He's got a whole lot to cover. I can't wait to dive into it. But as for right now, welcome out to yet another episode of The Landing Pad. Family, squadron, Please prepare for landing pad.
1: let the birds i get money turn no vision through my third money do look like guy do out the look at the blue sky you for ha- you uh Hudson Ashcraft. I was trying to make like a joke, and then I stumbled on my words. Huddy, Huddy, Ashcraft. Huddy, <laughs> Hudson, Ashcraft. Nice. I uh, you stuttered. Good to have you, dude. How you doing? Hey, it's great to be here. Hey, you look good today.
2: I appreciate that. Look,
1: uh, getting ready for the the reels. They're going to look good. Uh, I noticed the first thing about you, you're wearing a Golden Door necklace. Yes. Who's Who did you get that from beforehand?
2: Uh, this is Cody's. So oh, Cody sick. gave it to me for Christmas last year and said, give it back once I get my own. So,
1: so sick. That'll do. So it looks great on you. I appreciate so you're just that. waiting to the gallery to get your own.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: We got to do it. Dude, Hudson, the people want to know who you are, right, and a little bit of your background. I'm just going to give your, your stats here, right? Year one, how, how long did you sell year one? You didn't do a full summer. Did like 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Hmm, that explains a lot. <laughs> 10 weeks uh, with the great, your first year in 2022, 188 accounts, uh, 170k. Yeah, that's a lot. Which makes a lot more sense why going into year two, Six hundred and ninety accounts doing seven hundred and sixty-five k. That is a sneaky seven hundred and sixty-five k. Yeah, that was incredibly sneaky. That's over a hundred thousand more than a golden door, which I'm sure we're going to talk about as well. Hudson, dude, walk us through. Um, I mean, I guess you've just kind of been elite getting right off the bat doing one hundred and seventy k. What was the reason for doing ten weeks your first summer?
2: Um. Just I was in school going up to the summer and then I got married in the first week of August And so I only had 10 weeks and so I did what I could at that time and then I knew the year after I do a golden door So did what you, I could, you knew I could. it You yeah. knew it Yeah
1: Did you know How did you Did you know that in August when you
2: finished or what did you think you just had more to How did you know Um Yeah, I would say like Just talking to Cody Cody's like awesome at instilling belief in his reps which is great but I think the thing that changed it for me was in the summertime when John came out to, uh, I was in Dallas at the time and he had us do Tony Robbins priming. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's when I first started believing that I could actually do a golden door. I knew I couldn't do it that year because I didn't have the time to do it, but the following year. And so I would say, yeah, like midsummer, I think it was like end of July is when I I saw John and we did that. That's when I, I knew the following year I'd do a golden door. Gosh.
0: It's become this barometer of excellence and like greatness. What to you was so attractive about the golden door? Like it's obvious the earnings are going to be amazing and great, but what is it about the golden door that was so attractive to you, Hudson? We were like, Oh yeah, year two, that's mine
1: done.
2: Yeah. I think it's just the, the caliber of people that do it. I think that it wanted to be in that group. Um, yeah, I think just looking at people like Cody, looking at people like Brock, Seeker, Drew, those are people who I want to like emulate and be like, and those are people who are doing Golden Doors. And so I think at the grit, just if you want to be elite a Golden Door is what you have to do, especially this year, like we're going to have like, I don't know, 36 or whatever. If yeah. you want to be in that top conversation, which anything I do in life, I want to be in like the top conversation, a Golden Door is just a requirement to be in that.
1: Yeah, and it's just crazy. Like I'm starting to think, I'm curious as to what Cody said. And I think they're naturally like, Like confident, right? Like I feel like the first time we met, I was like, yeah, yeah, this guy's like, this guy's swaggy. He's confident. Like he's going to be really, really good. I think Cody does do a really good job at instilling belief. What are some of the things that Cody did said, some of his actions that helped instill that belief in you?
2: Yeah, I think just from the beginning, talking to Cody, I think we're super similar. We're both from like from California. We both played sports growing up, like sports was a huge part of my life, like all up until I started selling pretty much. I played in college and, Everything what like what sport did you play? Soccer. Oh, red. Yeah. I put so a Dixie before. Your sweet wife
1: plays golf and absolutely smoked uh, me and you, it's bad. Yeah, I think she beat John. Did she beat? I think she took money off John.
2: I think. I think they tied. Uh, I think we shot we, like thirty <laughs> shots over what they shot. It was, it was a bad, bad day. At least,
1: I think we were well over one hundred and twenty. That day, that was a tough yeah. day. Yeah, definitely were. But it was wet. It was cold. The conditions. The conditions. The It's always the conditions. <laughs> the, the conditions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you and your wife are both college athletes. Yeah. Sick. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Keep
2: going. So I think just talking to him, he always, I think he just treated me like a golden door winner from the first time that he met me. And we trained together and we talked a bunch and everything that he talked about was always me doing a golden door. And so I listened to before last summer, I listened to the landing pad a ton, uh, listened to like Seeger's podcast, talking about manifestations and, um, writing down your goals and speaking them. And I did exactly what Seeger did last summer and it helped a ton. I think the biggest change, like I said, was John coming out and actually doing, I did priming every day of the off season and just living the experiences that I was going to. I call it meaningful manifestations because I think saying it's one thing, living it's a different thing. And so literally every day from, you know, end of July last year, all the way through going out for the summer, I, I won a Golden Door every single day going out for that. And I think that's the biggest thing that changed for me was, you know, in my mind I, I was a Golden Door rep even when I was selling last summer as a rookie. And so I think in the entire offseason, I, I believe to like such an extent that it almost like pissed me off sometimes when I would like talk with people and, they were talking about like the top rookies, the top sophomores going for the next year. And like I wasn't in that conversation because yeah. like the numbers only pointed at me doing 170. So I was like a top Doesn't twenty tell the story. Yeah, top twenty rookie last year. But in my mind, I was a golden door rep. I was a top ten rep. And so I it almost like frustrated me a little bit, just because in my mind I would won a golden door a year ago. But just going out for the summer, that was my biggest thing, was just proving to other people that I was who in my mind I knew that I was.
0: So, yeah. so interesting. Hudson, what I, what I, switching gears a little bit, one thing that I think would be interesting to talk about is you've sold three different companies at yeah. this point. You've sold three different companies in in two years, uh, obviously slightly differing services when it comes to making an adjustment, one company to another based off of service type package, monthly billing, billing after the service, contract length requirements, what's covered, what's not covered. There's just going to be little nuances from company to company. My question is, is a lot of people I feel like would use that as an excuse to, to justify why they didn't sell as many as they did in one market for another company as, as I did the first, how did you not afford yourself that out? And, and how have you been able to continue to sell at an elite level, regardless of what service you're selling?
2: Yeah. It's a question. Um I think just obviously number one is the goal is the most important thing. Calvin talked about it. I think every single person's talked about it since Calvin's training at last GPS where, you know, there's, there's all the crap that's going to pile up in the summer and you can think of, you know, Product or the service type or the billing schedule is like some type of crap that you have to deal with in the summertime But at the end of the day the, the results all that matters And so I think that's number one But I think more more than that it's just I just do what i'm i'm told And so going out with like green excess heroes monthly billing, which was different than what i'd sold previously But drew and ben both gave us a script and said say these exact words when it comes to pricing Which is the only difference when it comes to selling monthly billing and per treatment and it just for some reason works out that way when you just listen to the people who are really good at selling. It's crazy And so I, w- I didn't change the wheel at all I just was just did what I was told essentially and did what drew told me to say and uh, What Ben told me to say and that's that's about it
1: Dude Hudson for you also right you you were out for 10 weeks sold 170 K Um You probably had a good experience 10 weeks, but though is not like a long enough time to maybe like fall in love with the company or their Values or their culture. I'm curious what? And I don't know if you did I'm assuming you didn't what made you want to come back to the grit and maybe not like explore other options For what else is out there because you are so talented and I'm sure you were approached by so many other people What about the grit was, you know made you want to stick stay true and grind it out another year with us.
2: Yeah Um, I think you know, like I said, I wanted a golden door That was my only focus for the entire summer was selling a golden door and there's no place better to do that than at the grit I think, you know, you can take advice from a lot of different people, people who have been in the industry for a super long time and they have their input and you can find that other companies. Um, you can take advice from people who have gotten golden doors and you can find that at a couple other companies. I think the biggest difference is with the grit. You can find people who have won golden doors and people who have coached other people to golden doors. And I think that just gives a lot more credibility. So people like Drew who did, you know, 1.3 million last year, he has like Nate Hawley and Corbin and guys who he helped get to a golden door. Other companies, there's not very many people you can point to says, you know, who've had that experience and who've had that track record. But the grit, there's tons of them, like Cody, who I'm under, obviously, he did, Yes, has Cody, <laughs> Kevin, me, Devin, Jaden's going to get one this year. So five just under Cody are doing a Golden Door this year. And so I figured out, you know, where is the best place to put myself where I can achieve my goals. I think I've done that my entire life when it comes to soccer and what team I play for. You know, it's, it wasn't a surprise to me when I got a Golden Door, like I said, because I'd lived it, but also I just saw the results previous to me. It's the same with, you know, playing soccer in college. It wasn't like surprising me going to college. It wasn't like a big event in my life just because I knew it was going to happen a long time before it actually did. And so, yeah, it just, if you want to get a Golden Door, it just makes a ton of sense to be at a company where people have done it and people have coached other people to do it as well.
1: And, and something to that, right? All my rookie meetings and even my vets, it's like, you, well, now you can't with orientations, but you can't really try out the grit. Right, you can't like. You can look at what we've done. You can look at our numbers and everything, but you can't necessarily go out and try it for a month. You got to just look at what we've done, look at our track record. The thing that I say to everyone is, you just need to go where you have the highest probability of succeeding, or in your case, hitting your goal, which was a golden door, right? And it's like, dude, but the the same you know principle applies to everything, dude. If you want to have a downline, you need to go where you have the highest probability of being able to recruit. If you want to sell elitely, go where you have the highest probability of selling elitely, and it's like. It doesn't have to be a big emotional because it doesn't sound like it was like a super emotional. Yeah, if you probably love Cody. you probably love yeah. Kevin, if you love the people <laughs> you work with. But at the end of the day, you seem pretty calculated. Yeah, you're like, dude, I'm gonna do what makes sense. If something else makes sense, I'm gonna do something else. Yeah. But it sounds like nope, it made sense, and uh, you know it, A plus B equals C, and I plugged in, and look where I'm at now. Yeah. Right. And dude, I want to talk uh, for a second, changing gears again. Was your goals? Just Golden Door because normally a lot of our guests like their goal was six fifty k and dude that day that they hit it they were like thank goodness yeah. I did it through the, the, I'm at the peak of the mountain and I'm not discrediting that peak at all but you went another thirty percent past that goal twenty percent past that goal and did seven sixty five yeah what what was that
2: um so six fifty was the original goal um, just doing a Golden Door and then uh, I started doing numbers in uh, one seventy. I think 4x is 680 and so I was like, well, I'm so close to 4x I might as well do 4x and if I'm close to 680 Then I might as well do 700. So that was the original <laughs> yeah, yeah, goal yeah. was doing 700 um And then just throughout the summer obviously cody he he pushed me and he wanted me to do more and obviously I had, I had bigger goals I, I would say that I wanted to get to 700 was like my cutoff where I needed to hit like no matter what um And then I think just I had other goals and things that I wanted to strive for but more than anything I just had I just had time. I think mean, that was like the biggest thing on my side I you know last Year I stopped doing school the semester before The summer just so I can go out wait earlier a month before I went out last summer And then I didn't go back to school this s- semester so I can have as much time as I possibly wanted And so I think a big thing too is like, you know There's a ton of great reps or yeah great reps at the grit, but they just kind of run out of time for their goal um, Like for instance the summer I was selling in Grand Rapids Sam Harmer was on our team and I think Sam is just as good if not better of a salesman as as myself the biggest thing that I had against Sam or Compared to Sam was just time because Sam had school before and he had school after, so you had deadlines, and that makes it way hard to hit your goal. If you have like you have to be out by this time and you have to be back by this time, because it creates so much stress on like the middle. Whereas with me, I had all the time in the world. Where if I needed to take all the way through the end of the blitzes into you know October or whatever it was to hit a golden door, I could. Uh, and so I just allowed myself to have all that time, and then I can just milk as much as I can. So Smart. I think yeah, there's a ton of guys like Sam did 400k. And like 93 days or something like that, where if Sam only had, you know, 150 days, he would have done a golden door. And so I think that's just the biggest thing that allowed me to do super well this summer was, or just do as much as I did this summer was just having the time and then just taking away all the stress of having to meet a certain deadline and just going as much as I could.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting to hear just that so many people who have ended up at the same destination, and the different approaches to get there. For some people, it sounds like it's so momentous, and like it's like a very life significant committing and getting and manifesting. And and it almost seems as like it, it, there was to a certain degree there was an expectation there that that like oh yeah like I'm gonna continue to be in the top one percent like like I have been up yeah, to this point my whole life. What what was the most unexpected? What was the biggest curveball? What was the biggest? Oh wow! Like this is interesting moment of like, I, I didn't, this didn't, this didn't come up in the forecast, yeah but now I'm dealing with it and it, and it doesn't feel great. Uh, What, if any of those moments came up during the summer and what were they?
2: That's a great question. Um, I think when I hit the golden door, just what it felt like, you know, we've talked about, I think I was listening to, I think it was Seager's podcast this year when he talked about the arrival fallacy that became such a, reality to me when I actually hit a golden door and I think part of it was because 650 wasn't my goal so I wasn't done then but throughout the entire offseason I said I thought about and I like lived in my mind hitting a golden door and in my mind it was some crazy experience it was like euphoric there were like fireworks going off like it was something that was like super cool and then hitting it was just like not at all like that like I I hit it It was a grindy day. I had to do like 12K that day to hit it. And (laughs) our team was leaving the next day. We were at an Airbnb down in New Buffalo. So I was like, I need to hit it like this (laughs) Saturday. So I can actually have like people around me to celebrate with. And uh, I ended up getting my last deal. It was like 1030 at night in a gas station. Uh, Just like a super grindy day. And I walked out of the gas station. It was like dark. It was cold. It was quiet. And I'm like, man, like there wasn't like any crowd outside like cheering when I got it or any like fireworks or whatever. It was just like almost more of like a somber experience just walking out and being like, huh, like, like that's it, you know, like yeah. a year of visualization, five months or four and a half months of like extremely hard work. And I'm like, that was like the culmination of the experience. It was like, interesting, yeah. And I think th- the lowest week I had after, or of the entire summer, I think was the week after I hit the golden door, which was like completely unexpected. Cause I thought like, oh man, I'm a golden door rep now. I'm going to like. I'm gonna sell a lot more because I'm a golden door <laughs> rep now but the craziest thing is like everyone has like imposter syndrome at like some point and for me It was like when I like hit the golden door. I was like Huh, like now I'm not in the category of these people but it doesn't like feel like it. You know what I mean? So it's cool looking back on the summer and just been like, you know hindsight's 2020 I can see like you think you're gonna have this change when you hit a goal when you hit the goal But like the change happens every single day that you work towards the goal I think that was like the biggest curveball of the summer
1: I Love it. No, that's so interesting and, and what I love that you said as well is like you right on the podcast last year I was like dude, the people that say they're gonna get a golden door like they and this was my biggest thing I was like I don't know how many people like actually are willing to do what it takes in the sense of dude If you got to stay out there till X day if you got to get out there this early like I just don't know how many people are actually like Going to move things and like move their life and like turn their life into a focus on their goal is like you are the perfect example that you're like no like i know what i want in life and i know that me hitting this goal this year is going to be a catalyst for the rest of my life so even if that means me taking school off this time and this time so that i can do this i am 100 sure you will never look back and be like dang it, i wish i would have actually done that book of mormon class with uh this summer it's like no it doesn't matter right but you're looking back at like this huge achievement did you moved you know hell and earth in order to give yourself the time. You stay, You were willing to stay out as long as it took. When did you hit Golden Door? Was that in August? Yeah, August like 25th. And then when did you go home?
2: So I went home for like a week for like the GPS and like the Limitless Arena. So I was home for a week, but I went out and I didn't get back until October 6th.
1: Really? So you just stayed out and grinded?
2: Yeah, I stayed out until October 6th. Then went straight to Hawaii with the team, and then just got back yesterday. So yeah, that's why I haven't
1: seen you, dude. Yeah. I was also wondering, like,
2: where has this guy been?
1: So you're do- so 765. You're done. Yeah. The the book is closed. Yeah. Dude, that is unreal. I don't know why I didn't know that, but I was like, yeah, I haven't, dude, I haven't seen you
2: around yeah. at all. I Went back out to Indy for a couple of weeks with Cody in the cold, and yeah, it was. Well, it was well, I
1: guess the question to that: you hit 700. Why? Why did you? Why did you go back?
2: wanted to sell more pest control, I guess. I don't know. I mean, Cody, oh, I mean, Cody wants me to sell more. Cody said, you know, like he, he instills that I can sell, you know, he wanted me to do a million dollars the entire summer. And I, I, I wanted to do a million dollars. It wasn't like my drop dead goal, which is why yeah. I definitely didn't hit it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just had more in the tank and I could, I mean, I might as well make more money while I could, you know, <laughs> 100%. Dude.
0: Might as well.
2: <laughs> I mean, why not? Makes made dude? sense to me. I didn't have a house until last week. So I was like, I didn't have anywhere to move back to. So, I mean, I got no home as well as some house control.
0: Let it fly. I love that, dude. Hudson, one of the things that I think is really interesting about your perspective is it's only your second year. Mm -hmm. And like your runway in doing this, it's very clear that like, not just over the summer, you have like a large tank. uh, Like you have a lot to give. You've accomplished a lot very quickly. What continues to like be the fuel now that you've accomplished uh, for a lot of people, what's the peak of their mountain? You've accomplished that so early on. What are the things that you think are going to continue to drive and, and compel you to innovate and continue to get better and progress as a leader and seller and all the things?
2: Yeah. Um, I think I just haven't hit like the top of my mountain and I think it's different for every single person, but like what I did this summer, Seeger did twice that. So like, there's already a path of like way more to do, you know, and that Seeger's in his fourth year, you know, I'm I'm two years behind Seeger and if I can, have a trajectory like Seer does like that would be incredible or whatever my path actually looks like but Yeah, I mean there's already so many people, you know, I was number I think I'm number 11 in the company right now Devin Smith will probably pass me like today or tomorrow. He's still out grinding which is even crazier I'll talk to him eventually but um, one day when yeah. he comes home, yeah, coming ne- Christmas,
0: <laughs> Devin Smith in the landing
1: pad, yeah, literally. with his brother
2: Jaden, yeah. So obviously, there's a lot more room for me to grow, and that's just like one aspect of my life. Is obviously like what I do in the summertime, but there's other aspects of my life that I can use growth in. Whether it's like leadership, I didn't have any guys under me this year, and so there's a ton of growth for me to go forward next year and be more of a leader when it comes to people and help other people out. So there's just yeah, there's just so much room for me to grow.
0: My next question would be What's a quality or trait? I mean, obviously, you got into summer sales under the pretense that most people get into summer sales. You're going to make some money. Yeah. It's going to be a good experience. Yep. You have a friend of a friend, whatever. What is the most unexpected benefit? Uh, obviously, it's been like tremendous financial upside, a lot of personal development. What is like one of the more unexpected attributes or traits that you've developed since doing door to door, working with the grit uh, that you're totally grateful for now?
2: Um, I'm not sure if it's an attribute or a trait, but it's it's just the people who I'm surrounded by and I think because of that I will acquire future attributes and traits because obviously the people you surround yourself with are the people who you're gonna Emulate and become like and so just working with people like obviously the two of you like John like Cody um, Like sheer this summer people who are like Selfless hardworking. I think there's a lot of character traits that I can acquire um, I think that's like the biggest blessing. I could have landed at a bunch of different companies. I got back from my mission i never heard of summer sales before my mission, but I knew when I got back I was gonna sell because I didn't mind knocking doors on my mission. So i you know I might as well monetize it and make some money from it So I met with you know Probably five companies before the grit and just got lucky enough to land at the company that I did And so I think the biggest benefit I signed up with yeah Like the pretense of making 30 grand in three months and I thought that would be crazy because you know I had zero dollars in my bank account when I left for the summer um, but just meeting the people who I have, like Drew and Cody and Calvin and Easton, and all these guys have been like the biggest blessing when it comes to working with the grit, much more than like the financial upside. Like this year, as just going forward, obviously like the future financial upside, but just like the upside of becoming a person who can have impact and, and share the, the things that I've learned as well.
1: Not really Rob. well said. Yeah, I love that. And what I also want to do, right? Because like I said, we don't sit down with many sophomores. Yeah. Right. I would love to get your idea. Most of the time, rookies compare themselves to other rookies, right? Because the, you know, the vets, the pros, they're like out of reach, right? And you could even say, coming back from your summer, you did 170K, you did amazing in the 10 weeks that you were out. I'm just curious, what was your outlook? I know that you already said like you wanted to do a Golden Door. What allowed you to compare yourself to the pros that were doing Golden Doors coming in as a sophomore? Because I think we, as for sophomores, Corbin got a golden door. I'm definitely gonna miss somebody but not a lot right. Yeah. There's probably Slezak, a Corbin yep I, I'm, like I'm, saying, I'm, t- I'm sure there's yeah. a few that I'm definitely missing but what made what what yeah What helped you not to compare yourself to all the other sophomores, but to the pros that were hitting golden doors?
2: I think just talking to them and just realizing like they're normal people like you talked to Cody for more than like two minutes You know, like he's like, an extremely like normal person. Yeah, like when it comes to knocking He seems like he's the Sarge. He's different Like, he's, like, the most childish person, like, you can ever talk to. The most (laughs) immature (laughs) guy. Oh, that that
0: would be laughing. Yeah, Yeah. and so, I mean,
2: they're, like, polar opposites. But when you talk to Cody as a person, he's just a person. You talk to Drew as a person, he's just a person. And so, they're just normal, like, just people. And I think just seeing that and being around, like, you know, the two people I trained with this summer were pretty much Cody and and Kevin Glenn. And those were two guys who did Golden Doors, but also some, like, the most normal people ever. Like, even before the summer, like, the coolest thing ever, I remember training with... Kevin, and I was training most of with Cody to start because Cody had done a golden door, multiple mm-hmm. of them. And so Kevin, I started meeting with him and the coolest thing was my goal was seven hundred and like Kevin literally said, you know, I've never sold seven hundred K before, so I can't show you the way to like sell seven hundred K, but I've talked to a lot of people and I know how to be like a customer. And so you can just role play with me and just seeing like how humble of a person like yeah. Kevin is. And obviously Kevin goes out and just rips this summer and he sold a golden door. He sold, I think he was like the number nine rep when it comes to like just the summertime alone. And so like obviously seeing like people are there's normal, humble, kind people. And so, yeah, when you associate with those people, you realize they're not on like a pedestal or different than you are. They're the exact same person. They go through the, the exact same like mental struggles, things like that. And so it's, it becomes a lot more easy when they become like a person, not just a figure on the landing pad or a figure on like the, the leaderboard. They have bad days. They have good days. They have like ups and downs, just like you do. Like everyone, I think you're just a normal person. Just some people have acquired skills or mental capacity where they can just sell a bit more than other people.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And it's like this year, and this is why I'm, I'm not, I mean, I said this on the landing pad. I don't know if we're going to have 50 golden doors, but it's like, dude, the more that there are, it just all of a sudden, like there's somebody that you compare yourself to and you're like, Hmm? like that person can do a golden door. Like, yeah, it just makes it so much more realistic. You're like, if that guy can do a golden door, I know it must just be like a a belief thing because if he can do it, I for sure can do it. I think
2: I'm that guy. If you see me, I'm not like a crazy person at all. Like I, I get punched on just as many doors as other people do. Like I have bad days, good days, but yeah, it's like
1: hundred percent. And it's like, I think that I think of our 30, I think we're gonna have 35 at the end of the day. Of those 35, I think that if you met any of those 35 and like had a conversation with them, you'd be like, Oh, like you did it. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not any different than I am. Yeah. So like, why don't, but the problem is in this industry, and this is why it's like such a top 1% thing is because not a lot of companies like have 35 people that they can, that they can relate to. Yeah. There's that one guy that's 40 years old that like has been doing this for 22 years yep. and he's got four kids and you're like, Oh. That makes sense. He's older. But no, dude, you got Corbin Hanson, an 18-year-old, to 17-year-old kid. You got you. You did it for one year. You did 170K. It is 765. Dude, there's so many people that you can relate to and pull from that I think it's just, I think that's why it happens. Definitely. It goes back to
0: like belief really does stem so closely to proximity. Yeah. And the fact that like, I mean, we've been sitting here as we recorded so many of these it's hard not to be in the room and like just believe. We're talking about selling 650k. Like that's so difficult. <laughs> that's yes. super difficult. It's a really big <laughs> ask. Like let's keep everything in perspective here. But it because of how many have compounded on one another, it's almost it's almost become like an expectation. I'm almost uh, sitting
1: here and being like why don't I just go do it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I know exactly. Exactly. Like, how did <gasps> I, how did I not do this after like six years? Like, is this, it's not that hard, which is why <laughs> like,
0: no, no wonder people listen to this thing, man. Like, procedures. you can listen to, and see not one, not two and not three, not 10, not 20, 30 plus stories of like, overcoming. It's not me. Like I'm doing it for something bigger. It continues to be one thing after the other uh and so it, it just continues to wow me that we have guests on and the more and more we have on the more and more believable it gets and God, so when i hear 50 yeah it's that's an absurd number and like an absurd statistic but i'm really just not that doubtful because no. because it's reached this place of acceptance where i think i think the roadmap has never been clear and i think the talent's never been higher so <clears throat>
1: when we have you know Fifty plus next year. <laughs> I'll know why. I'll know exactly why. Hudson, ending on this one, right? It's uh, right. The elevator pitch. You've got thirty seconds. There's a rookie hopping in the elevator with you. He wants to know what is your advice to him. Thirty seconds to give him the most sauciest sauce that you've got. What would Hudson Ashcraft say?
2: Yeah, I think I've said it like a, a bunch of times so far. But just surround yourself with people who will get you to the place that you want to go. I think it first takes vision. If you want to do a golden door, if you want to, you know, grow a team, if you want to do this or that You have to look at who have done, who have done it, who have trained people who have also done it And plug yourself in that system and then results won't be surprising If you want to go, sell a golden door, come to the grit If you want to go to the NFL, go to Alabama, whatever it may be yeah. Put yourself in positions where people can coach you and then just be coachable And you'll do it.
0: Love it. Cut and dry So straightforward from our guy I love talking with Hudson. He's so articulate. He, he really uh, spells things out as they are. Major Huddy, thanks yep. for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. As for this episode of The Landing Pad, we out. Thank you for joining the podcast. This particular podcast was recorded at Rookery Studios in Orem and Salt Lake City, Utah. If you want to start your own podcast and need a studio, a hands-off, done-for-you studio from beginning to end, check us out. Go to our Instagram, Rookery Studios or our website, therookerystudios.com for more information on how you can get your entire podcast done
1: for you at a very reasonable price.